Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Refuse to Lose podcast. To celebrate Indigenous Round in the NRL this week, I've sat down with two of the game's most prominent Aboriginal players, Cody Walker and Josh Adokar. This episode features Rabbitohs half Cody Walker, and in it we focus on a number of things, including his upbringing in casino, his late start to his NRL career, and his idols. We also focus strongly on how he has used his voice for change since coming into first grade, despite facing major criticism and backlash along the way. Cody is so well-spoken and measured, which makes him a leading voice amongst not just Indigenous, but all players in the game. This interview is so informative and interesting, so I hope you enjoy it. Well, Cody, uh, Cody Walker, Indigenous round, man. We're, you know, it's such an important round for, for Indigenous men like yourself. But, you know, I, rugby league as a whole for Indigenous people is, is such an important game. If you give us an insight into, you, into your life coming up as an Indigenous man and, and playing the game of rugby league. Yeah, I think first and foremost, mate, it's, um, it's, it's probably what we're born with. Um, I've got three older brothers, um, grew up in a little... Aboriginal community called Casino. Um, fair percentage of Aboriginal um, people live in the town, and uh, a lot of cousins, family members. Um, you know, on the weekends, that's probably all we done was uh, whenever we were walking around the streets, it was playing footy, having a footy in our hands, and going to the pool. Um, you know, it was always playing some sort of footy, whether we was using a, a coke bottle or, you know, whatever it may have been. We were always drawn back to that that footy game so um, it, it's really important um, in Aboriginal communities that the, the, the game of rugby league I think um, you know once a year um, October long weekend it, it's it's our modern day quabbery um, get over 50,000 um, even more uh, to a carnival called the Aboriginal knockout where um, you know you pretty much enter a team in with your family um, it's a great opportunity for, for different players from different um, backgrounds to to really go back and play for their community, play with their brothers. I've got three older brothers, as I just said, but um, I go back there, play with my three older brothers, and um, it's our modern-day quabbery where, um, you know, Aboriginal people don't really... Um, it's not really often they get together for, for any happy moments or any happy type of... Um, when all, where all the family's together... Um, it's usually for funerals and sad, you know, moments throughout their life, and uh, this is a great opportunity for Aboriginal people to, to get together, um, see a lot of people they haven't seen for a number of years, or um, and and play the game we love that's so you know prominent in Aboriginal communities. If you go across, you know, different communities across New South Wales, I guarantee you there'll be a footy played, um, you know, on the weekends, after school, they'll always have a footy in their hands and. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Now, you mentioned all the other communities, like your, your adopted community that now, Redfern, where, you, where your partner grew up. It's the same there, isn't it? It's just rugby league kind of central, and that's what, that's what brings the whole place together. Yeah, 100%, mate. It's, um, you know, we train at Redfern Oval, but after every game or after every training session, regardless of the day, I guarantee you there'll be, you know, 50 kids 20, 30 kids or whatever it may be out there playing footy and I guarantee you there'll be, you know, a percentage of Aboriginal kids there and, um, you know, if I could take you back to my um, 
my household at home is whenever my kids get an opportunity to play footy in the house through this period, through the COVID period, guarantee you they'll, they'll get the footy out and they'll have a crack. Um, you know, 8 o'clock last night when I told them to calm down, it's ready for, ready for bed, they wanted to, they were scheming up ready to play a little game of footy. So, yeah, it's, it's great to see because, you know, you take yourself back to when you were a kid that um, footy was so important in my life and my family's life that, um, you know, that's all we wanted to do was just play footy, watch footy on TV, go out and um, recreate some moves that, you know, a lot of Aboriginal players done back then that we idolised and, um, yeah, it's awesome, mate. It's probably it's an escape too for a lot of kids, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It's it's a it's a place or, or a game where we can forget it, all everything on the outside and and really um, you know have a smile on our face, play footy, play something we love, and you just forget about everything when you when you got that footy in your hands and you're with you know the people you love. Usually, it's with your brothers, your your, your cousins that are essentially your brothers or even your sisters that are, you know, your cousins, your sisters, that they jump in and have a crack and, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge um, part of Aboriginal communities, the, the, the rugby league side of it, for sure. What about, I guess that's what you see at South Sydney as well with uh, the kind of bond you guys have there with a, a lot of the Indigenous boys kind of resonate to come back to, to Redfern and, and, and play for, for South Sydney? Is, is it just something about the club and the area that makes it so, I guess, have such a connection with Indigenous players? Yeah, look, it's so hard to explain that type of feeling when you get, you know, running out in a red and green jersey. It's um, You go to different Aboriginal communities across Australia and you, you, they have that connection with the, the red and green, the bunny. You see that everywhere. Um, you know, we have a f- high percentage of Aboriginal supporters, um, you know, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So, yeah, the, the work South Cares d- does off the field is in Aboriginal communities is unbelievable. Um, we've seen so much um, improvement with Aboriginal kids across Sydney. Um, the school-to-work program is out- outstanding. Uh, the mentor program that, that Buddy and that, um, you know, put on is, is outstanding. The results have, have been amazing. Um, you know, through the COVID period, um, South Care sourced out some um, some essential groceries and, and got them out to, to elders in the community. So the connection is, is, is really there and it's, it's so, I'm, I'm so proud and so lucky to be part of such a, such a historic club, but also such a, um, such a proud club in, in Indigenous culture. We, um, yeah, it's, it, it's great, mate. For this story, mate, we're talking to Josh Adokar as well, who's a, who's a, a fellow Indigenous player, and he's from the Redfern La Perouse area. You, you get in his ear, mate, try and get him back <laughs> in, the, in the bunnies' gear? Yeah, not, not, not really, mate. It's, um, yeah, those sort of things sort of sort themselves out. You, you don't really try and, um, you know, get in their ear or anything like that. You just sort of want to make them make their own decisions, and that's what I've been like through... Um, you know, Latrell, when Latrell was going through his stuff, I, I made sure that he knew that um, if he thought of a, an opportunity somewhere else and he made that decision, that only he could make that decision. And, <clears throat> you know, whatever decision Josh might, you know, comes up with, I'm not sure what, what the go is there. So I'm sure he'll make the best decision for him and his family. 
Cody, at the start of the year, we saw a moment with Josh Adokar during the All-Stars game where he lifted his shirt and showed the colour of his skin like Nicky Winmar did in the AFL uh, 20, 30 years ago. How did that make you feel? Yeah, mate. He, um, he mentioned something before the game and I thought it was a, was a great idea. And um, Obviously, I didn't play in this year's All-Stars and I sat on the sideline and when I, when I seen the moment and the, the roar of the crowd that, that, um, that went across the stadium was just an unbelievable moment in... in in, in the, our sport and um, what the picture really meant was Nicky Winmar, you know, was so proud of who he was as a person, so proud of the colour of his skin. He didn't want to let anyone, um, you know, put him down or, or make him feel like he's two years old or, or make him feel small. And that was a, a pretty big moment, um, you know, in, in the sporting world is that, you know, Josh Adokar wanted, I think, you know, from me looking at, at what Josh had done and what Fox done was he wanted to make sure that a lot of kids didn't care, you know, what colour of the skin they had to be proud of who they were and where they come from and be proud to be Aboriginal because uh, we are the oldest living culture in the world and, um, you know, it's, it's such a proud thing to be a part of. That's something you as a playing group of Indigenous players have spoken about, isn't it, to, to be proud and to speak up when you you see things you don't like you hear things you don't like yeah mate it's um it's one of those things that we got together um i think it might have been last year and um made a conscious effort to 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 make sure that we were um, supporting some some issues that were faced in aboriginal communities and 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 we wanted to be on the front foot foot, on the front foot with with a lot of those things um you know the the Indigenous Advisory Group uh, got together for the the Australia Day, the Invasion Day march, and we, we made sure that we wanted to be a part of those sort of things because um, rugby league, what rugby league gives Aboriginal people is and and guys like myself is a, is a platform where you know we're able to speak up, we're able to be honest with 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 issues that are faced in Aboriginal communities, and um, you know we can move forward as as one and 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 together. Um, and I think that's the way forward for, for us as, you know, a country is that, um, you know, we respect what's happened in the past, but we walk hand in hand to, to, to you know, build a better future. How important has it been for you, mate? Because I know you obviously came into first grade really late uh, and it would have been easy for you to just put your head down and play football, um, especially with the circumstances, how your career got going. But you made a, a real effort to to speak out about things you didn't like, which is, I imagine would have been quite difficult. How did you handle that? Yeah, th- to be fair, it was quite easy, to be honest. Um, you know, I've grown up with a mum and dad who's, who's worked in the community. Uh, my dad uh, works at a, um, a correctional facility at, at, at the back of at Tablom and it's uh, majority Aboriginal um, people. Um, in the place so to be able to work in those sort of environments and, and to inspire young indigenous people to, to live a better life and um, you know be be honest with ourselves it's it is about um, you know my dad and mum paved the way for me to to speak up about these sort of issues and, and be honest and, and 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 build a better future for not only myself but uh, my young kids coming through and that's that's my main goal is to build a better future for my young kids going through and, and to build a better future for 
um, the young Aboriginal kids coming up that, that don't have the same opportunity as I did as a kid to, to follow my dreams and, um, you know, play on the big screen. And a lot of Abor- Aboriginal kids don't have the opportunity to do those sort of things. So the, the headlines and when people talk about you and the, all that, that doesn't, that doesn't distract you from, from getting that message out, does it? No, definitely not. It's, um, <clears throat> I think the, the backlash and, and, and the support, the support far outweighs the backlash that I've ever received. Um, you know, I go and visit any community across New South Wales, Queensland, and, and the support I get from Aboriginal people uh, to say how proud they, they are of me to, to speak up about these sort of issues and um, far outweighs any type of backlash that I've ever received. And uh, I'll continue to do that because I love my people. I'm proud of who I am and I'm proud of where I come from. I'm an Aboriginal man through and through and, and that, that's where it lies. I'm so proud to be an Aboriginal man. 2020 Indigenous Round as a playing group, what's the message that you guys want to get through to, to people this year? Yeah, I think the NRL's done a, a, a great job in, in the initiative this year and one of the initiatives that we wanted to pass across is that we wanted to respect the, respect the past. Um, you know, we come up with an initiative, pass the ball backwards to move forwards and in rugby league terms, the way you get down the other end of the field and, and to score a try is that you pass the ball backwards to gain any sort of momentum. So in, in Aboriginal history terms is that we pass the ball backwards to, to respect what's happened in the past, respect our Aboriginal culture, respect our Aboriginal history, and we move forward together as one, as, 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 a, as a great Australian country. Um, and I think that's the way forward. When you say that, it's, it's about people understanding that, you know, it, it always hasn't been pleasant has it it's, there's been some some tough things that have happened to indigenous people here and the more you can understand that and educate yourself on that the more you are uh, i guess sympathetic to the cause of aboriginal people today yeah for sure and i think um you know i encourage non-aboriginal people people who don't know the real histories to go out there and educate yourself on it um because the way my dad was treated um as a young aboriginal man has an effect on the way he you know, fathered me um, and has that flow-on effect that gets passed down from generation to generation. So uh, while uh, once we understand that type of history, we can move forward together as a, as a, as a great country because Australia is the best country in the world and I've got no doubt about that. So the way we move forward is about respecting the past, respecting the history, but moving forward. And when you say history, this isn't you know, we're not talking 300 years ago, are we? Like you, you mentioned your old man there. Like we're talking one generation ago and, and still today, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. I think my dad was 10 years old before he was classed as a, as a person. Um, now, that's not the generation before, the generation before that. That's just there. So, so the scars that my dad has, you know, not being able to sit in a certain part of the bus has an effect on the way he parented me or my brothers or, or the way that um, he acted in different circumstances or different situations. So that's the thing that we, we need to, you know, change um, and, and to pe- people to understand that because a lo- I don't think a lot of people understand the, the, the real history of, you know, uh, Aboriginal history and Aboriginal culture. And you're, you're one of the lucky ones, right? You get to change that cycle for your kids now, but... It's not the case for everyone that doesn't have a, a rugby league career or a career that kind of changes their life like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm certainly one of the lucky ones. I've, 
had an opportunity to to leave my hometown. It was a tough times, one hundred percent. It was tough, but I had an opportunity to leave town, um, go to a better school, be more educated on different things, um, have coaches, trainers, all this sort of have all the knowledge of it, be to be a great footballer. Um, so. Again, I was one of the lucky ones. There's not many people that um, are lucky enough to, to have that opportunity, to have that um, type of life, to be able to break the cycle. So, yeah. It's, that's the word, isn't it? It's opportunity. Like it's, yeah. it's places that don't have great opportunity and, and, and not everyone has that, as you said, the, the, the luck of, of playing first grade football. But you would see that back home still, wouldn't you? Like with cousins, friends that still don't get that oh mate the, the endless talent back home in casino was just out of this world there were five or six players that were better than me in my age group aboriginal kids um they were way better talent um could do things on the football field that you don't really see um but again they didn't have the opportunity to to go away to to um you know move away to to be able to reach to, to get the resources that that was needed to go to the next level, they weren't so lucky. So, um, so again, they half of them sort of took the wrong path in life, and that's the reality of where, where we're going. You see that at the knockout, don't you? You see guys that are, you know, they might be not first graders; they're in their thirties, and they're just they still carve and they still. You know, can can show up some of you first graders sometimes, hey? Yeah, for sure, mate. You see that every year at the knockout, and that's that's one of the beauties of playing in the knockout is that you you unearth some really really talented young kids, and then you you get to see some legends of the game that are still playing in their forties um, or thir- late thirties and all these sort of age groups, but they're out there having a crack because of one thing: they're playing for their family, they're playing for their people, they're playing for their culture. Speaking of Indigenous players, and there's so many great ones in the NRL these days, and a lot of people like to, uh, I guess, debate who's the quickest, who's the, the fastest. It's probably not yourself, but <laughs> who do you think it is? Um, I, think, I think the Fox has got it. Um, I think a bit of a smoky is Alex Johnston, to be fair. He's... Um, a lot of people don't understand how quick he really is, um, but I, I do think the Fox has got it. He's one of the great characters, the Fox, isn't he? Like, he's just uh, a, a showman in every sense of the word. Oh, mate, he's, he's awesome to have in a, in a, in a squad type of environment. Um, you know, through the All-Stars, his energy, his, his, um, his willingness to, to help other people and to... To get to know other people from different walks of life than 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 him, and it's easy in those sort of environments just to go to somewhere where you're comfortable. But he goes out of that all the time and just creates this different energy. Um, if you have a look at our bus rides, they're they're full of laughter because you know one of Josh's greatest strengths is his laugh, and um, he just lightens the mood straight away. Funny character, and he's he's awesome to have in a in an environment like. All stars in a squad where um, his energy is just infectious. If you could play with one Indigenous player throughout history, and there's been some some brilliant ones, who would you like to line up against or or, or with? Oh, it'd have to be Preston Campbell, mate. Um, 
He's been my idol since I was a young kid. Um, watched him play at uh, the Cronulla Sharks. Um, won the Dalian medal there. Uh, followed him across to Penrith where he won the premiership at Penrith. And then, you know, when he moved home to, to, to the Gold Coast, it was only two hours away. Um, so it was a pretty local side at the time. So I followed him up there and that was who I went for for the majority of my, my life was a guy that was 70 kilos ring and wet, but uh, the heart and the might that he shown was, was really ad- admirable. Um, and it's something I really admired that he didn't care how big he was. He didn't care who he ran at, but he just had so much heart and so much fight that I, I really admired that. Not just admiring what he did on the field, what he did off the field as well. I, I imagine you follow his footsteps there as well, and his passion for uh, improving the lives of Indigenous people in Australia. Yeah, 100%. That was why I... Um, what's the word? Why I, I admired him so much, but uh, when, I, when I met him um, and heard the stories about him off the field was, was something that I admired even more. Um, he paved the way for, you know, to be. He said something to me at the All Stars. He said, "I had to, I had to kill him with kindness, because <laughs> that's the type of person he is on the footy field. He had to kill him with kindness, or he had to hurt him with kindness, because he just had, didn't have a, an angry bone in his body. Um, and that's the same off the field, mate. He's, he's such a, inspiration to, to not only myself but everyone in the Aboriginal communities that, um, he's still out there working in." in communities, inspiring our younger youth, um, setting up programs, his cafe, um, upskilling Aboriginal kids to, to um, have full-time jobs, get in the work industry. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's an awesome... Um, he's an awesome person on and off the field, and he's shown that the way that he's gone into um, his off-field moments at the... or his off-field... Um, career at the moment i actually have a, a, a special connection with preston like he, one of the programs is he set up in the titans uh actually helped me get a cadetship there and helped me get the job i have now and so it just shows the power i guess that rugby league players can can really make change and not just in rugby league but like it can it can give some young kid a career and, and really change his life and that's i guess what preston was best at and is still doing now yeah 100 percent, mate it's Preston's, I think one of Preston's greatest attributes is, is he cares for him, he cares for his people. He cares for, you know, inspiring the younger youth. Um, something I'm um, really, really, oh, something that really motivates me is inspiring our younger youth to live a better life, better, healthy and active lifestyle play the game we love, but if it's not playing the game we love, really chase your dreams and, and follow them to the to the very end. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I went to a um, I went to a dead ball in, in, in Lismore um, last year. Um, it was Aboriginal dead ball and it was a, a ceremony where um, the women that it's it's like a ceremony where women uh, young girls go into uh, their women adulthood or um, and when they were reading out the the names of these Aboriginal girls, um, they said what their achievements are or what they want to be when they're older. Now these young girls were, um, you know, a couple of the things that they wanted to be 
criminal lawyer, a marine biologist, like these sort of things that when I was a young kid, that was never part of my vocabulary, never. I didn't even think about going to uni. So these young Aboriginal kids have got this this great dream that they want to be something. Um, so it's up to um, people like myself to, to prov- not to provide, but to provide that um, pathway for our young kids to, to dream big and then to follow that dream. Um, because I'm a perfect example of that. I had a dream as a four, four or five-year-old to, to play, on, play on TV, to play rugby league, and I didn't want to stop at anything to get there. So that's the message that I want to pass across to young Aboriginal kids. It doesn't need to be sporting. It doesn't need to be anything to do with sport. could be academic, could be anything, but just dream big, but follow that dream. In terms of the support the NRL has given uh, the Indigenous community and, and the way they've supported the All-Stars game, they've supported the stance of you guys not wanting to sing the anthem, they've supported the kneeling movement. It's, it's really leading the way in terms of sport making a difference, isn't it, the, the game as a whole? Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, what the game has done over the last couple of years in supporting those, you know, issues is, is give us a bit of confidence that we can, you know, we can um, be honest, be open and be, um, like, open and honest with the, with the game and where they can help us, where we can help them um, and move forward together. And that's the key message I want to get across is that, we need to move forward together, not fight against one another, you know what I mean? In terms of, uh, you know, you do the war dance before the All-Stars game and stuff, and you see with Maori culture, the, the haka is a big part of their sporting, I guess, their identity. Is that something you'd like to see maybe brought in one day for the kangaroos, or is that like the next step in kind of embracing Indigenous culture in, in rugby league? Yeah, I'd definitely support something like that. Um, it's when we do it in the All Stars, the pride that you can see both cultures coming together. Um, that's why the All Stars creates a great step, um, great atmosphere because two great cultures coming together, both very proud cultures, both have a lot. Um, rugby league is a big part of their culture, so when they come together, there's no way that either either side wants to lose and. Um, they'll put everything out there on the field and I think that's shown over the last couple of years um, since the NRL has changed the way the All-Stars is, you know, the format of All-Stars is that two great cultures coming together, (laughs) two proud cultures, very proud cultures, they don't want to lose either, either culture. I think there's a story about you, did you, when you first, when the first All-Stars concept started, you your missus bought you a jersey or something, didn't you? And you weren't even close to playing first grade at that point, and it was just a dream, wasn't it? No, I remember the f- very first All Stars was on the Gold Coast, and I had I was living in um, just in Tweed Eds there somewhere. Can't think of the suburb off the top of my head, but we were watching the game on TV in our little lounge room, um, laying on the bed, um, watching the game, and her birthday came up in in April, and one of the things that she wanted for her birthday was a, was an Indigenous jersey. And it's quite funny how the story sort of works out, is that I ended up getting my my Indigenous jersey only in 2019. My first Indigenous jersey, 10 years later, or nine, 10 or 11 years later, I can't remember how, how long it is, but and then I ended up captaining the side. So 
it's funny how things, you know, those sort of things happened years late, years before, but it turns out that um, I end up playing. It's crazy. It's a crazy world, isn't it? Man, I just finish off by just, I guess, when you when people are watching Indigenous Round this year and they're and they're watching the great plays of the Indigenous players that are in the NRL, I guess the message from you is to also think about the bigger picture of, you know, not just the, the culture of these guys, but these guys are the, they're the face of Indigenous Australia, but there's a lot more that everyone can be doing together uh, just outside of rugby league to, to be making it a, a, a better country for Indigenous people, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I think um, I really, really encourage that if you don't know the real history of Aboriginal people, um, do your research, um, educate yourself on it, sit down with an, a local elder, ask questions, be open, be open-minded to it because once you peel everything back, Aboriginal culture is built on love, respect and unity. Are we making progress? Do we think times are changing? Yeah, I do, I do think so. Um, but again, we've still got a long way to go, I think. Um, the positive is we are making change. That's, that's the positive. Thanks for listening, guys. We've got plenty more episodes coming your way very soon. Don't forget to follow the Refuse to Lose podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.